Hello and welcome to the 60th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the PS4 to my PS5, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at longlivepod. Feel free to go through that link tree if you want to find us in other locations and places and times. With that out of the way, Kale. Nah, just kidding. We're doing something different today, and I don't care how you're doing, all right? I don't want to hear it, because today we're doing something special. We're doing our individual top 10 PS4 and PS5 games at the moment. At the moment. This list could change at any time for any reason. So right now, when I made the list, this is how I felt. I thought you were going to throw it to me. You were going to say, how are you going? And I was going to say... I'm a man out of time because this is going to be an evergreen episode. It exists out of time, out of space, out of temporal dimensions. We are existing here in this time. You will hear it in the future. It won't be current, but it'll still be fresh because it's not topical, baby. The best shit about this is you will never know when we recorded this. You will never know. By the time that this is you're listening to this, I like seven other games might have come out that are, should be on this list and aren't. <laughs> You'll never know. It's a mystery, and that's what makes this fun. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pretty much go from our number ten to our number one individually. There will be no aggregate list. This is just our lists, and you can choose to side with one of us or another. Kale thinks his list is is a. A stroke of God, I don't know. I just probably will disagree, though. mm, It's certainly uh, like an artiste's list. It is. It doesn't have this sort of common garbage that might exist on one of you know our listeners' lists. Like my list is like, it's a critique of modern gaming, really. No, I don't really. I think if I had to guess, this is going to be just full of JRPGs, and and that's pretty much it. So as you might uh, obviously, we wouldn't know, but Kale and I have not seen nor have we discussed our lists. No, uh, uh, it's a surprise to just us. Uh, I there are some some caveats to this as well. Obviously, as long as the game is playable on PS4 and PS5, i.e., like collections that got re-released or remasters or anything like that, it makes them eligible for this list. As yep. long as you can physically go find a PS4 version of this game, it can be on the list. So that's something to mention. And I was there anything else that I missed? No, I just wanted to say it, it's quite interesting to do this. Like, we both found it pretty difficult to put these lists together. And like you said, this could change really any day. Even looking at mine right now, I'm like, oh, you know, I could see how something else could slot in there. It's also quite telling looking at mine. Basically, every game is an RPG. And I think the most recent is from last year. So what it says, and I was pretty accurate as Kale is just an RPG little bitch, but I think what it means is that he only really likes RPGs and he doesn't like other games, whereas I've got a good mix of things on there that I think, you know, there's some open world, single player, we got some RPGs in there as well. No driving games, spoiler alert, no driving games are on there, and I, I'm not sorry. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my list. They're all incredible video games. You're right, though, like, 
this is what I like. This is my personal list. Like these are. I'm surprised games. there's no like strategy or something on there. You know, there is. Oh, well, well, we can I guess, talk about look, it. There's, there's no. I, I'm. I can't wait. I'm. I'm too excited to find out. So I guess there's no better time to start than now. Before we begin, Govinda, I have a list of honourable mentions, and I know you do too. I thought we could get that trash out of the way first before we get whoa, to that. Whoa, whoa. Good, good. <laughs> I have no trash in my honourable mentions. All right, no trash. But yeah, okay. Let's do it. Do we want to do them individually? Or you just want to just give me yours, and I'll give you mine. Let's go I don't back really and want, forth. I don't think we need to talk about them necessarily. No, not, not too deeply. Uh, and annoyingly, and I know you hate this, my honourable mentions are in no particular order. I'm going to go first because I have more than you. Mm. But my first honourable mention is going to go to a game that I'm actually still playing and I've been enjoying it very much. It's oh. going to be Death Stranding. I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate I, that. When I stopped playing it initially, I it was because I was in that first area. And the first area is easily the least interesting. You don't have much you can ch- do. And you really shouldn't linger. And that's what I did. And that was my mistake. Now that I'm further in the game, they're just throwing new gameplay mechanics and new toys and things that I can use. And it is just a really interesting game that just seems to suck me in. I'm enjoying it a lot. I can't put it in the list because I haven't finished it. Everything in my list I've finished. I have uh, not finished everything in my list, but you know that. Uh, interesting. Uh, that was my thing. I actually, we spoke about it a while ago. I am disappointed that you didn't finish everything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a thing that we mentioned quite a while ago, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We'll let it slide this time, but I'm disappointed. Uh, but yeah, Death Stranding is in there. It's, it's a very interesting, weird... It's something different, and I'm, it's, it's, I'm liking it a lot. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. It didn't make my list either, but that is certainly a unique, a unique mm-hmm. situation. Uh, I'll just throw out. Uh, I've got Trails of Cold Steel. There's four games in this series. I'm just lumping them all together. Uh, they didn't quite make it, but I love these games. They're actually not even like the best JRPGs. I just appreciate the scale of them. Like this is four 80-hour JRPGs set in the so this- same. They tell the same story with the same characters. <laughs> and they just... It's its wild. And there's a whole thing. Like, I started playing them in Japan. I tried to learn Japanese to be able to play one of these games early. They just kind of, like, have a sweet spot in my heart. Now, this is not to be confused with the Tales of series. Because I not always confuse of. it with Tales of, but it's Trails of. No, they're actually about as old as each other. Each is like a 25-year-old series with so many games in it. Well, I only mentioned that because as soon as you said it, I immediately went to Tales. I was like, nope, remember, they're different. <laughs> yeah, this is closer to a Persona, but a little more low budget, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah, it's fair. Fair. Uh, next on my list, I on my honourable mentions list, I have Marvel's Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Good fun. Yeah, very great game. I think it really, it really just shows Insomniac's skill in that how many Spider-Man games have been attempted in the, in the years of consoles and gaming, and no one's really nailed it until I would, in, Insomniac I would argue, did. Spider-Man 2 was great, but it was wasn't say, this great. I was going to say, I think most people consider Spider-Man 2 to be the first good Spider-Man game. Yeah, I'd say yeah. the only other good Spider-Man game, really, because there was other ones there that just never really made the cut. Uh, but this is just such a well-polished, amazing-looking, just all-around fun, fun time, and it's just swinging is just so much fun in that game. It's such a good time. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple of visual novels for you here, Kavinda. The next up oh, is oh mate, you have got some cookers. Danganronpa. Trigger Happy Duh. Havoc. Is this a PS... Can you play this on PS4? Uh, yes, you can. They came out in a re-release. 
Interesting. I don't. I There's just, a Danganronpa. I, pack. I, I'm not going to question you. I haven't played it. I, tr- I remember it was on Vita and PS3 and stuff. I just didn't. think I played it on Vita. PS4 one. Like yeah. I haven't played it on PS4, but you can. Yeah. Um, Strange games. Incredible games though. Like such a weird, dark, twisted story, and uh, they really sucked me in. I played all three back to back. I had yeah. such a great time with it. It was. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't for me. I tried to play. I think the first one. It's kind of like a like Persona sort of without the dungeon crawling meets Ace Attorney, right? Meets like fucking Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, because like they're all you locked are, in the school and they're going to die. Oh, that's right. And the you're actively are having, killing uh, each other. Well, like the, you, you aren't, someone but someone is. is or anyone can. Like the setup is awesome. I think it yeah. actually sounds awesome. And I think this is when we were talking, oh, I'm going to date us if I say this, but we were talking about uh, Atlas doing TV. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that doesn't sound interesting to me. But this in a TV show, I think, would be super interesting. Yeah, it'd be really good. It'd be really good. But yeah, fantastic stuff. Couldn't make the full list. Neither will my next, but needed a shout out. That's fair. Uh, Next up for me, I've got Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Another classic open world romp by Sucker Punch. Sorry, my brain just melted there. Uh, Awesome game. Combat is fantastic. Visually beautiful. I was maybe the only game I've ever played in Japanese because it just felt right. Yeah. And the combat is amazing. World is amazing. The the way they guide you through the world without using a bazillion waypoints and maps and shit is, is great. It was just an all-around amazing time for me. Great, easy platinum. I still have to go back and get that. I'm so close, too. That's the worst part. Last of my honor- honorable mentions is uh, Steins Gate Elite, the Elite Edition, another re-release. Probably the best time travel story I've ever experienced. This is another weird, weeby uh, fucking visual novel, but it just tells an incredible story of a group of kids who invent a combination microwave slash telephone and realize that they can send text messages into the past. And just all the conundrums that gets them into. It's very well done. And surprisingly grim. (laughs) And dark. Visual novel again? A visual novel. Or an anime. Uh, Danganronpa is an anime too. You can watch them. Oh, I'd way rather watch it. I might even do that. Yeah, yeah. Because the game didn't do it for me. You still have some more, don't you? I have two more. So I'm going to smash them out. They're going to be pretty quick. Uh, Another one was Monster Hunter World. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, and it was a real sneaky one, too, in that I've never played Monsanto. It was always locked on Nintendo, and I'd only got a Switch, and I, I, I never played the Wii versions and whatever. But what a fun little game, and it's just so quirky and weird, and Cat's making me food, and there's something satisfying about all the different weapons and all their combos, and you've got to go hunting, and it's just such a good mm. like loot cycle and gameplay cycle that I just really enjoyed it, and surprisingly so, ended up putting in, like, almost 100 hours into it. It was just a really fun game. And I even went back for for uh, Icebreaker. Ice World or something? or Ice... Iceborne. Iceborne, maybe. I don't know. The Ice one. one. I went back for that <laughs> with some friends, which was really fun. And, and just going out and hunts with people was, was a good time. So that was really sick. And probably, maybe surprisingly on the honorable mentions list is, not surprisingly, just that it's not higher up, I guess, uh, but The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Uh, awesome game. Fantastic. Disappointing. to hear. Mm. Like, I'm just waiting for that PS5 version because I want it so bad and disappointing it was followed up with such a mediocre title. Also saw something where uh, CD Projekt Red's share prices 
plummeted plummeted 75 percent. so yeah well it's a bad time for them but what a great game honestly i just really want a ps5 version so i can go back and do all the dlc that i never got to do but yeah that's the that's my honorable mentions i it is funny like at how we put these lists together i didn't even think of the witcher i understand it's incredible i loved playing it but it didn't even come to mind when i put together my list didn't even think about it i guess i won't spoil it but we can talk about it at the end uh, my list this is quite shocking, considering that we do this show and what I do for a living. <laughs> it's a very... Should we just get into it? I might as well. Uh, you, can, you can kick it off if you want. Number 10 is a little game called Transistor, developed by Supergiant Games. Now, mm-hmm. Transistor was one of like the first games I think that I platinumed. And yep. I just I just had such a good time with it. Like the music, the story it tells, like the combat. Everything clicks and it's like just a couple hours long. It's yeah, nothing crazy. I think the, even the platinum probably only took me, what, like four or five hours maybe to get the platinum. Uh, yep. But the music specifically is just so oh. sick. What's his name? Such Daniel Corb. Everything about it is just such high quality and it's stuck with me. Every now and then I'll get one of the songs stuck in my head and I'll just be humming it. And remember the hum button? Yeah. You can just, you just start humming a song. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, and the and the combat was really different. I, I still don't think there's anything quite like it in terms of that sort of combat. So I, I definitely get it. I honestly that was that's probably if I had a list that was like top twenty, it would probably it would probably make it in there. Yeah. Sure. I guess we should have set up front too. We both went through our trophy lists and this one kind of stuck out to me because it was so long ago. It was like twenty fourteen or something, I think I played this. It's Oh yeah, yeah. Oh it was a PS4. Launched on PS4. I believe. But yeah, what a sick game. Good times. Uh, number 10 for me, I have Bloodborne by From Software. Oh, yes. Just a gothic treat. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's something, it, it, it was a, it was familiar in that it was a From Software game and it has a lot of the similar tropes in it, but also was different enough. And it was just a special game when the, when the PS4 came out. I almost platinumed it. I just couldn't get through the Chalice Dungeons yeah. to get that final boss. But I, that's the only trophy I'm missing is that one final boss. And other than that, this game was just so much fun to play. And I am praying that one day they give us a remaster for 60 frames a second so I can play it again. I ultimately bumped it from my list in favor of a different From Software game. But it is a very special thing. And I'll never forget the... Once, like, the pin drop moment where you're like, oh, this actually is more than just a gothic horror game. This is a Lovecraftian horror game. Like, there is more. There's, like, a bigger stakes here. Like, once you start getting into the fucking amygdalas and, you know, the insanity mechanics and... I just think there was just something awesome about it because they, they broke from their formula while keeping it familiar and the, the combination with your, what, switchblade and and mm. pistol like you stun people you can switch between the blade being extended and and close it was just different and awesome and it seemed a little less like it forced you into being aggressive which was not how i played yeah. any sort of dark souls game before that i was always sword and board and i would just like hide behind that shield and wait for an opening but this is like you can't like they're going to regenerate health so you're better off being as aggressive as you can get away with and i, I did appreciate that they had the regain mechanic too so like if you'd taken damage if you could hit them quickly you'd get the health back yeah yeah and what i loved was there's actually a talisman in elden ring that turns it into bloodborne combat yeah. essentially like which is so cool like it's just again it rewards a different play style yeah no incredible game 
Incredible game. I'm shocked we haven't gotten a remaster or a remake. It's it has to be in the I works. Just, just a, I, I just don't even need it to be a full remake. Give me just a upscale remaster with 60 frames a second. Because it um, still looks fantastic if you look at screenshots of it. Like they they are a master of enemy design. It's so incredible. And even actually, like now that I'm thinking about it, I love how little it tells you. Like you just finish the game, you go, what the fuck was that? And you really <laughs> have to like go back and almost watch a YouTube video to even understand what the last boss means. Yeah. It's very interesting. Like it's, yeah, it's, the, it's the whole shtick. Is there like there's a story there if you really care to find it and like look into it and research it, but otherwise you could not yeah. have a fucking clue what's going on and still just enjoy it for its raw gameplay. <laughs> All right. My next game is Darkest Dungeon by Red Hook Studios. Now this you is You do love Darkest Dungeon. It's true. This is a roguelite dungeon crawler uses a very interesting form of positional combat, but I just love this game. I've never beaten it. It's so fucking hard. (laughs) Like, what it takes to actually clear the darkest dungeon, which is the final dungeon, is, like, such a commitment, and it requires (laughs) so much work. But just the, the random nature of it, its aesthetic, it probably has the best narrate, narrator, narrator, uh, I've ever heard in a game. Yeah. Now I'm doing it. (laughs) And like when you're getting critical hits, he's just saying the most outrageous shit, but he's also unreliable. The narrator is like just, he's kind of the bad guy, which is really (laughs) interesting. It's like- I appreciate it when the narrator is an important character and doesn't just exist to exist. Like it's like a portal kind of vibe, portal and- uh, Yes. Actually, I've never played- Stanley Parable kind of vibe. That's the one. You've never played Portal? I've played it. Not really, though. Like, I haven't Oh, dude, I actually don't think I played the first one. I played Portal 2. But mm. great Honestly, now that I'm thinking that should be on the fucking list. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what it is. Just all the different characters, the synergies you can come up with. Like, there's whole forums dedicated to, like, what parties to take, to take what positions they should be in, what skills they should have equipped. And it's just... It's something I can always go back to, and it still hurts that the sequel came out and it's it's like different and they fucked up because no one wanted what they've done now and that really <laughs> hurts like i just wanted this again but new and different but they changed it they got too greedy too fucking greedy my number nine is batman arkham asylum wow. by rocksteady studios originally released i believe in 2009 but then re-released in the arkham collection in 2018 uh, this game was, and still is, the revolution the superhero genre needed to be viable in video games. Because prior to this, it was very few and far between that could actually pull it off, other than maybe uh, Spider-Man 2. Yeah. But it made you feel like a detective. It made you feel powerful. And it, the combat was crushing. Like, you could hear bones breaking as Batman yeah. was, quote-unquote, not killing people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was just so well done. And they, even though it was, I guess, relatively small scale compared to the games that came after it, I think it almost worked in its favor that they that they kept it exclusively in Arkham Asylum. And it was just awesome. I can't remember if it was Asylum or City, but me and a f- mutual friend of ours were just hammered one afternoon and we set a world record in one of the challenge rooms the combo getting the combos or whatever yeah yeah Yeah. it was like one of the predator trials where you like go through and clear everyone really quickly yeah and it was so satisfying like we just mastered it i can't remember (laughs) that might have been city now that i'm thinking about it yeah look it's been a long time since i played it so i'm not super familiar with 
which one it would have been. Because I remember you doing it. Yeah. yeah. What a sick game. What a sick game. Uh, all right. My number eight pick here is a little a little video game called Bioshock. Wait for it. Infinite. That's right. I've given it to Bioshock Infinite because although I love the original and it holds a magical place in all our hearts, I think Infinite is my favorite. Oh, I think Infinite is the best. I just think the... The, the story surprise of the original Bioshock is unparalleled in gaming if you don't know what it is and it's like actually a surprise, but Infinite yeah. is unequivocally a better game. Yeah, and the thing with the original is like you do get to see Rapture for the first time, but then you constantly go back to it, even in like, you know, 2 is set there as well. There's DLC yeah. for Infinite where you go back to Rapture like... Yep, yep, yep. Columbia is sort of its own thing, and it's so fascinating. Like, still to this day, my Instagram account that I never use, my profile picture is from Bioshock Infinite, and it has yeah. been for, like, a decade. <laughs> it's just... I feel like it's the... Like, it's one of my favourite Platinums that I have was, was Bioshock yeah. Infinite. It was a really, really good one, and I think the story maybe was a little more divisive than the original, but I think it was as good. There was a weird um, revisionist history, too. Like, Bioshock Infinite came out, it got incredible reviews at the time, and then people have kind of turned on it in recent years, and that kind of annoys me. No, it's good. Yeah, so we good. all thought oh. it was good, too, and we all agreed it was good. I and still now... <laughs> maintain it was very... What a good game. Oh, I, Literally, the the scoff I had at the beginning when you said it was, I was like, fuck, how did I miss that? Yeah, I knew I had to get one of them in there. And How did I miss that? I'm on record as saying I think 2 is the best of the Rapture games. 1 just, like, has those incredible, like, you get the introduction and then you have the would-you-kindly yeah, yeah, moment. Yeah. But other than that, the gameplay is by far better in two, for sure. But I, I, I would argue that I didn't love the the big sisters or the, I didn't love them. See, I loved the big sisters, and I loved the um, being the big daddy, and you take the little sisters around, and you do those defense missions. Yeah, I loved that. That was cool. That was that was cool. very cool. And there was yeah. the risk reward kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah, that was, it was that, good. Yeah, shit. that was that was pretty lit. Okay, I'll, I'll concede that point. I've lost track. Is it my turn? Oh uh, yes, is it is. Yes, it is. Eight. Uh, my number eight is Mass Effect 2. Oh. Uh, I'd never played the original Mass Effect because it was an Xbox exclusive and I was a PlayStation baby. Uh, and so when Mass Effect 2 was available and I'd heard all the hype from the first one, I played it and was I remember just being absolutely blown away by the storytelling, the writing. The gameplay maybe is a little weakish, but I guess at the time I didn't really care because it was just so, so good. And really, it's one of those games where I'm like, I'm more looking at this in comparison to like a Fallout game yeah. rather than um, Call of Duty. You know, I'm not looking for those sort of mechanics. It is an RPG at heart. Uh, maybe a little more light on the RPG elements, but such a fucking good game. Such a good game. Little tease for you here. I've got a Bioware game coming up too, but uh, sticking on Mass Effect. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because I did play the original. I had a 360. A 360? Was it just base? I it was 360. It was, it 360 was okay. Um, yeah, such a step up. I remember being initially taken aback because I was like, oh, this is less of an RPG and more of an action game. But ultimately, I was wrong. It's better as more yeah. of an action game, like a streamlined... But I, th they stepped up so much and I, I just thought it was so cool. And I think maybe for its time, it was pretty rare that it was... Like, you would have different crews and by the end of the game like different people would be alive and then you go into the next game and it would be like hey we remember all the shit you did last time and it's so funny you say that i did a story for push square oh we're gonna date ourselves again but 
just about the original writer, Drew Carpishan. He wrote one and left towards the end of the development of two. He didn't work on three and people were asking him on Reddit like how he would have changed the ending. And I just went of down three. the rabbit Yeah. And I yeah. just went down the rabbit hole and like relived all that shit. Like because remember, they just gave you the illusion of choices. Ultimately it never mattered in the end. All your choices really do funnel into three fucking pots. Yeah. And then yeah. they like kind of expanded on that in the extended cut and they added like a kind of shitty fourth ending. But ultimately, yeah, the greatest trick of Mass Effect is they make you think it matters. <laughs> well, it's there's no game. Uh, that's not true. I'd say uh, heavy rain, but there's no kind of game that's got action gameplay like this that can really give you ultimate mm. choice like it's, a game like heavy rain can do it because by the it's just a really you're just playing a movie and yeah. it can be wildly different at the end but really it's the journey along the way that will deviate that will then ultimately funnel back together at the end and then you get the same choice as everyone else gets it's just hard though because they said that it mattered that was their marketing they said that it all mattered and ultimately like a game like fallout new vegas pulled it off where you can have different endings for different factions. They didn't even give you that. It was just three. Yeah, that is true. Three blanket endings. <laughs> like, you end up in the same ship with the same options. It just depended what color pulse went through the mass. But effect you might reloads. have killed two other crew members that you didn't ki- that other people maybe didn't kill. Yeah, this is too fresh for me. It's uh, getting me all heated now. And yeah, it's funny right. too because yeah, I'm kind of halfway through a playthrough of Mass Effect Two with the legendary collection that came out recent oh, last year i tried to play one i really i couldn't do it it was too it's too rough it's a rough time all right Kevinda, number seven for me this is i believe the most recent game on this list it is crusader kings 3 paradox development studio now this is i think it's a grand strategy game but it's undeniably an rpg you play the mm-hmm. roles of your rulers and you lead your dynasty this is a whole thing i got you to play it a little bit i think we're going to dive into it once we finally get the trick is here my memories are from the pc version of the game i've played this yeah on I, I was about to i was about to call you on this because i was like are you saying this because the dlc exists on pc yeah i don't think that matters base game yeah that doesn't matter it is playable which is all that matters because there's other titles on my list that like I didn't play them on PlayStation, but they are available, and yeah. that's that's the spirit of this. <laughs> I guess, I guess, but like a, a strategy game going from a PC to a console will give you a wildly different experience because of just yeah. sometimes the constru- control scheme is just not good enough on a console, and it might detract from it a little bit. So yeah, I'm just I, I'm I'm pretty sensitive to that, and I think tread version, lightly. Yeah, I think they've done an incredible job. Like it's not. Anyway, yeah, that's sort of getting a little too in the weeds. What this game does is it just provides an endless sandbox for me. And I just listen to my fucking nerdy historical podcasts and I just play this game for hours on end. I don't know how you listen to podcasts and play a game like this when you have to read so much about what's going on and what you're doing. I just wouldn't be paying attention to the podcast. Once you get to it. Once you, like, get to that level, like, because you do see a lot of the same... I mean, there's hundreds of events, but if you play this for... I've probably played it for 200 hours. Like, you start to see them turn up again. Yeah, you don't have to focus so deeply, but uh, there's just so much potential, and they're working on this still. Like, there's so much still coming for this game. Like, this is going to be a a standout strategy game for me, and the fact that I can play it on my 
PlayStation sprawled out on my couch is unbelievable. My number seven is going to be Persona 5 by Atlas. Mm. Persona team, I guess, more specifically. I love Persona 4 Golden, but obviously it was limited by when it came out and it was coming out on a portable and... Uh, but still had that classic Atlas flair and style. And then Persona 5 came out and really just upped the ante everywhere and was such an amazing game. And I I pretty much just feel like if there's a game that's going to suck me in for 100 plus hours, like it's it's probably deserves to be somewhere on this list because that is pretty special. Yeah. I've got Persona 5 Royal higher on my list, but I guess we'll just talk about it now. 100% agree. Incredible game. Uh, for me, it like even because you played it at launch. I played it at launch. I, that's why I specifically said Persona Five because I have not that's played it. Royal at all. Fucking hell! Like, I, and it's hard too because it's not like you will realistically probably ever play this again. But like, it would be interesting for you to see how because I have played both of them. Like, how much Royal makes it better? It's like. Almost unbelievable how much more <laughs> has gone into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested because like, I guess my understanding of Royal is that they really just added a, an extra semester or something. They added an yeah, extra character. So much more than that. They've added several new characters, several new social links, and they're fully integrated from day one. Like You, me- you don't meet them in the final term. You Ooh. meet them on day one, and then they're added to all the days that you played. Like, they yeah, just do more with it. It's, hard. Whole... it's one of those things where, like, it's really hard to go back to a game that is 100 plus hours and be yes. like, I'm going to play it again. You're like, oh, that's a that's a tall order, but maybe one day. If it, if a PS Vita 2 comes out and this gets ported to PS Vita 2, done. That's that's the time. It, yeah. For me, again, it just it takes me back to when I lived in Japan. Like, it's you go to the same places. It's shockingly well realized. Like, it. Yeah. Obviously yeah. stylized, but... Yeah, but it's like accurate. the little things. It's like what you can order in cafes and like just... Yeah. God, they make the food look so good. It's crazy. They do. And Nothing they do that makes there. me want a Japanese curry like playing Persona 5. Yeah. I want that Japanese curry so bad. And like you learn how to make it a little bit better and yep. it's so sick. I love the concept of like LeBlanc and it's just coffee and curry. You're like, can't we <laughs> open one of those here? I feel like that would be... <laughs> such a good thing but yeah this, this game just does such a good job of balancing the like real world social links going to school with dungeon crawling because on their own they would get probably a little bit mundane and slow yeah. and <clears throat> and that but then by the time you're feeling like that you're in another dungeon or by the time you're feeling like that you've just popped out of a dungeon you've got all this new shit you've got to do and it's fuck what a good game i'm literally just looking at one screenshot of them in leblanc and i'm like God, I should play this again. Even everything down to like how well written the social links are, like the fact that that feeds back in, like you're unlocking new combat abilities. Then you go to mementos. You can do your grinding there if you want. Yeah, just it's, so it's much. also turn-based combat done right. It's just it's so, so quick, good. and it l- looks so good. <laughs> oh, the style, the, just the whole style of the game. The music is so good. Oh, yeah. what a good time. And finally, my dreams answered, Govinda. Another thing I willed into reality. We are getting a PS5 version this year, and I will finally beat it at 60 frames, like I've been holding off. Maybe that's the time that I can play it too. Yeah. I will say, I think this is almost a good time for us to do these lists, because it is the doldrums 
It and is, so isn't it? <laughs> it'll give you if people haven't played some of these games, go back and play them. Particularly my list because I think it's better than Kale's and more. Uh, uh, look, it might be a little <laughs> more popular, but I, I, I think that's that's good. Uh, so yeah, that's my number seven. All right, my number seven, another from software game. I've given it to Dark Souls, specifically the remastered version. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think it is undeniable. It's one of the most influential games of the last decade. Now everything is a Souls-like, Souls combat, you know? Everything is... And it all comes back to this. Even just down to, like, the uh, R1, R2 light attack, heavy yeah. attack? That is such a that is such a From Software thing, and I, people have taken that all over the place. Think, think about how small that studio was, how unknown they were. Like, that is how combat in Assassin's Creed is now. One of the biggest franchises on the planet. Yeah, isn't it crazy that the original Demon Souls was published by Sony and or wasn't published by Sony? Like Sony didn't want to publish it because they didn't think anyone would want to, would want to play it. Uh, and then it has turned into Dark Souls and Elden Ring yeah. and Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything about this game. I've played it so many times now. I've really only finished it like once or twice, I think. But I've probably started fifty games. Like fucked around with characters. Yeah, I mean, you are, a we- you are a build guy. You're a classic, like, start a game, play mm. like an hour, and be like, I gotta change. I gotta change wait, my build. <laughs> wait until we get into my top five. That's where it all really comes together. <laughs> but just like the Undead Berg is probably the best designed video game area I've ever experienced. Everything about it just teaches you what you need to know about the game, the placement of enemies, the way they react. And then you start to, like, open the shortcuts and you realize how masterfully designed the entire world intertwined there's, there's an incredible um poster i would love to buy and it's just like an artist's rendition of the world of dark souls and you can see how they all connect well the shortcuts link back to yes. the other areas and stuff because yeah, that's cool it's all mostly built on top of each other it's like a very vertical game yep it's really interesting but anyway oh, cool. dark souls no, the goat I, I i'm trying to think i actually I'm sure I have, but maybe I haven't played the original Dark Souls. You're f- I've definitely played two. I've definitely played three. I've de- and like Bloodborne and Elden Ring and Sekiro to a lesser extent because that game's fucked. But it's very difficult. I, it, it's so hot. Dark Souls is, I think, still the best one. Maybe like I could. I really went back and forth on Elden Ring, but I think it's. I mean, I don't think it'll change for me. It's it's an incredible game, but it felt too recent. I was like, at least Dark Souls, I know. I've always felt this way about it for like eight years now. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because my number six is Elden Ring by From Software. Oh, that you can't plan that. That's just that's that just is good just old. Un, that's just <laughs> luck. That's that's luck right there. Quinkadinks. Uh, yeah, I put Elden Ring in there because it is to me as defining as when I like this. This felt like I was playing Breath of the Wild for the first time again, but I'm a grown up and it's a grown up game. It's a fun game. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's honestly, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's super fucking frustrating, but that is a FromSoft kind of thing. And it is less about fun and it's more about being rewarded and feeling yeah. that sense of like accomplishment when you do something. And uh, I think the sheer scale and versatility that you have, the, the different options in gameplay that you have, like you can play this game 20 times and play it completely differently every time. Yeah, different orders. Testament. You can yeah, go. It's a yeah. testament. You don't have. Yeah, you don't have to follow a specific path. You can kind of just like, like I skipped Godric's Castle at first just because I was like, "Fuck that," and then I went and did shit beyond it, and then came back to it when I felt like I could. Yeah. So I just think it is 
an amalgamation of everything FromSoft has done before that to create this game, which is going to go down, I think, as one of the best games ever made. Specifically, it feels like the final... It feels like what they've been trying to make this whole time. Like, if Demon yeah. Souls was the first draft, if Dark Souls was the first polished example of it, like, this is, like, the masterpiece. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they had to kind of go through and, on smaller scales, make sure their gameplay was where it needed to be. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, now let's do that, but way bigger and more in-depth and and give people way more options and not funnel you down a specific path and get people stuck on these roadblocks, but instead be like, okay, there is a roadblock there and you do have to do it, but you can do it in 15 hours if you want to. Yeah, like, come back. That's what really blew me away when there was a point like 60 hours in the game where I realized I was maybe halfway through it and I just couldn't fathom it because I'd only been finding new things. And yeah, they use like the same types of dungeons again, but it's not like they're the same. They're totally different. Each has a like a theme or like a different challenge to it, specifically the catacombs, you know, and even if they are like basic and cookie cutter, they have like an interesting boss at the end or... Well, look, there's times in the catacombs where you're going to find things where you're like, oh, I've seen this before, but also... There's, like, what, 200 catacombs or something, and a handful of them might be recycling certain areas. But, like, overall, it's pretty impressive how varied they are. I suppose if I had to critique it, like, some of the earlier bosses of those catacombs do come back as just basic enemies, but that's sort of a Souls thing anyway. Like, they do That's also a regular gameplay kind of thing. Like, very often in many games, you get introduced to an enemy as a boss, and then later on, you've gotten way stronger, and they're like, okay, well, they're just kind of elite enemies now, like... Yeah, it's kind of a good progression. It shows yeah, you it's... how far you've come, kind of. Thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, oh, I remember when this thing was really hard, and now I can absolutely dominate. And uh, yeah, so what a what a good game. And I I think about it still after beating it and platinuming it many hours, ago, <laughs> many days, months ago. What a good time. So I guess we're up to my number five now. This is the oldest game on my list. Kavinda, this game came out twenty two years ago. It was developed by Bioware. This is the one I alluded to earlier. It is, of course, Baldur's Gate 2, The Shadows of Arm. Still, eh, arguably the greatest CRPG ever made. Now, I love this game. <laughs> this is where Mass Effect comes from. This is where, like, the good, good party interactions. This is the incredible writing. I love everything about it. I'll never forget when I got it. And I played it on PC way back yeah. when. So just... If you don't know this, Govinda, this has the greatest setup for an RPG I've ever experienced. And just recently, playing Dragonfall, it does a similar thing. So the setup is you need to raise money to be able to go on this crazy suicide mission, right? You do a little opening introductory thing. Quest givers are like, look, I'll give you this much money, but you need to save this much money. And the whole thing is you just need, I believe it's something like 100,000, right? You go out, you get like five, six, seven meaty side quests, and they'll each give you like 10 to 15,000. But you need some of that money to upgrade and be able to do the other quests. And the vast bulk of the game is you just doing side quests, but for a reason. And there's so much to tempt you to spend that money. Or you could just save all of it and smash through. And it's just, I can't believe more games don't do that. It's such a good setup. And it just allows so so much. And then you go on the actual quest, right? Yeah, and that'll lead into like, you know, the end game. There's more story to it. But the trick is it's like all the side quests are so well done. It's like The Witcher. 
Like, everything is... There's no filler content. All these, like, side missions that you're doing would be the main quest of a different game. Like, and it just combines it so well. That's not even going into the infinite class combinations and party compositions as well. It's just... It's an incredible game. And it's amazing that it's mostly unrivaled, except for another game I'm going to talk about a little bit later in my list. Interesting. Was it... Uh, so, it's obviously on PS4. Have you played it on yeah. PS4? Yeah, I have. Actually, I played it on Switch. Uh, they brought the um, enhanced editions. It's And talk about a fucking deal. So, the enhanced edition is Baldur's Gate 1. There's a half game. Then there's Baldur's Gate 2. It's all the expansions for all three. And they're all combined in one package. And I have it on Switch. <laughs> I feel like it's something I should look at just because I, I. it's just one of those games that is in gaming history that should be played. You know what I mean? I maintain Maybe not that this it, one specifically, but like Baldur's Gate as a series. Yeah. Baldur's Gate so. 2 holds up. Baldur's Gate 1 is really showing its age, though. So that's... Yeah, no, I don't think I would start there. It's, I but again... This, I, I, it's like Mass Effect, you know? You don't play like, the first one. Just. Well, this is sort of the, the theme here is this is where that Mass Effect idea came from. You start, you create your D&D character in Baldur's Gate 1. You can take him through all of it from level 1 to So do to I level choose 20. like male or female shepherd in this or what? Well, you can create, you know, male I'm fighter. Joking. It's a joke. Dwarf. <laughs> but I'm going to call him shepherd though, obviously. It was the first game I saw where you could import your character from one game into the next and yeah, you bring yeah, okay, all and carry your it across. But same levels and skills too. Oh, it's like proper okay. and cuz it's that D&D. That feels like it kind of breaks it, right? Well, no, cuz it's D&D and it's so well paced. Like at level 1 you're fighting goblins, but at like level 14 you're fighting dragons and, you know, gods. So it, like if if you imported a level 14 character from the first game, it will just scale everything. Well, that's again that they're, they're smarter than that. Like the highest level you can get to in Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2 starts you would start at level 13 because it's uh, a higher okay. level campaign. So like if you input your character, it just makes sense to carry on yeah. at that level. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Cool, 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 cool. Uh my number 5 keeping it in the family. We're going to go with Naughty Dogs Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Uh, this was my very first platinum trophy, and this I, I felt like Uncharted had to be represented on this list, and I think Uncharted Two had to be the game to do it because that it had the huge jump from Uncharted, Drake's Fortune. Oh, Drake's Fortune! God, my brain does not work. I today. had to think about that for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a huge step up from that, and it was just one of those games that I will just always remember fondly because it just is that sense of adventure, that Indiana Jones feeling, you know, and I, it's the best one. I stand by it. So funny. That's what I don't think it gets enough credit for. Like the humor in it, like the one line. Just the writing in general. So good. Yeah. Uh, just that whole train sequence, the way it starts and you're in that train and then it does the whole like, you flash back and get to that point in the story and then continue on. It just does such a good job of it. I, what a good time. I'm, I will never forget. The only way I got that platinum trophy was the ultimate cheese on Lazarevich at the. Very I remember end. watching I, you do that. I, I just <laughs> you get in that legend, you shimmy, shimmy, shake, shimmy, yeah, shake, shoot, shoot, shimmy, shake. <laughs> he's throwing grenades at you or something. It's, uh... but, well, you get onto a certain ledge and you just hang onto it, but you shoot off the ledge, and then he comes to one side, and you got to shimmy to the other side and just <laughs> shoot him, but he can't get hits on you. And it was the ultimate cheese. But playing that game on the hardest difficulty was a uh, feat. Of its own, and so I felt I earned that cheese. When you do, like, I guess it's midway through the game, but the actual part where the train crashes 
that yeah, whole dude. sequence is insane as well. Like it's they they are so good at set pieces and like in Uncharted three, Uncharted four, like they I just that is the thing that sets them apart is those crazy set pieces and it's yeah unrivaled at this point still. Like no one can quite nail that action set piece like looking like prob- dog Uncharted. I think I say this all the time, but I'm probably getting to a point where I could replay the Uncharted games. Like if we get an announcement of a new one, I think I might try and run through them. Like because I yeah. I barely remember three. I've played it exactly once, and I don't even know if I finished it. Yeah, honestly, I could do it too. And the Uncharted, the Naughty Dog Collection is, I think, like you get it as part of a, having a PlayStation Five, like in the PS Five collection. So I yeah. think you can probably just play it for free, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, it's such a Uncharted Two is so so good, and it maybe doesn't look as good graphically as Uncharted Four does, obviously, but still, what an OG, what an original gangster. Speaking of original gangsters, Govinda, my number four pick, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Oh, okay. Now, this one this one had to go in. This is like my teen... This is my favourite Final Fantasy. For the longest time, this was my favourite video game. Yeah. I think, in hindsight, like, it'll always be that, but I've played a lot of other video games since... This was yeah, like... A f- question, real quickly, just... I'm yes. sorry to interrupt. Uh, when did you finish this? I haven't finished it. Oh, okay. Just, just wanted to clarify that you haven't finished. Yeah, it. No, so I haven't continue. finished. Sorry, it. No, no, no. Uh, this, this one, this is another one I'm saving. I got up to the very I'm end. Saving what the a very end. Word. <laughs> on my I'm deathbed. <laughs> on my deathbed, I will beat this game. I will. I will be in a no, hospital bed. You're, you're arthr- I guess it's a good one for deathbed. Your deathbed because your hands will be riddled with arthritis, and you don't really need to be too no, act- no, action based. So that's fine. But before I was so fucking rudely interrupted (laughs) i got this was like my first adult video game i think like people have this moment with metal gear solid but for me this was like oh shit video games aren't just mario this was the first time where i had access to a ps1 and my own time and i was just i just played the shit out of it i don't even it's like one of those games where i can't even tell you i probably played this for like two to three hundred hours when i was like 13 but no i never beat it i just played the fuck out of it for a long long, and i don't even know what i did in that time i saw a lot of it it's just it's one of those games where it's just it's wrapped up there's so much wrapped up in it i just played triple triad i fucking investigated the hot dog side quest but one day I will beat it, and I, I keep floating around it. It's another one. Now that there is the remastered version, it's got, like, the nice quality of life stuff. Yeah. I actually just feel speed like I... up and stuff if you want to. I feel like I need to platinum it, and it's not a tough one. You just basically have to do what I did back then, like, yeah. get all the GFs. I don't even think... Like, there's secret bosses, but it's not, like, ten where they're fucking ridiculous. It's not even the ridiculousness of the secret bosses in 10. Honestly, I'm just refused to dodge fucking 200 lightning bolts in the Thunder Plains. I refuse. I'm sorry. Although, <gasps> never mind. Now that I have a PC, I actually think I can automate that. Yeah. I think I can automate it. Mm. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry, I also meant to say that was Square Enix, although at the time it was Square Soft developed that one. Square Soft, we realized this recently, but Square Soft are the ones that made good games. Square Enix is a bit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Uh, moving on to my number four, uh, The Last of Us Part Two, in keeping with the Naughty Dog vibes. The Last of Us Part Two, and I felt like The Last of Us needed representation in my top list. Mm. Now, the reason I didn't go with the original Last of Us because I would argue that just the 
the story of that original is is the best. And not to take away from the story of The Last of Us Part 2, which I still enjoyed, the original simplicity in that it was just a man and a girl trying to get to a certain place to save the world with a, from this disease. The simplicity really helped it and was amazing. But if we're looking at this as like the best game, mm. the, Part 2 is the best game. Yeah, gameplay, it is better. Moment-to-moment gameplay is absolutely phenomenal. And obviously, we've got The Last of Us Part 1 on, coming out on PS5 soon, and maybe that will change this. If I play it, I can't, I'm not paying $125 for it, I refuse. <laughs> but recently replaying this game and getting the Platinum Trophy for The Last of Us Part Two really drove home just what an incredibly made game this is and just the attention to detail and the characterization. It's just unparalleled, honestly, in the industry. There's nothing else quite like it. No, and it's, it's so hard because I think this is the first victim. Again, yesterday, doing the Mass Effect thing, I promise this ties back. I feel like that was the moment where something changed with fans, the Mass Effect 3 ending and the whole fucking save Mass Effect project where they raised yeah. like thousands of dollars and they sent all the fucking cupcakes to Bioware and like fans got so shitty. And I feel like The Last of Us Part 2 really suffered from that. I loved it and I really think I want to go play it again. But there's just something sort of surrounding it almost where you're like, I kind of got caught up in... I mean, I always loved it myself, but... There were just so many shitty people. The fandom fervor. People were talking shit about it so much that I think that subconsciously, I don't know, made me forget how good it was a little bit. Yeah, very possibly. And I look, don't get me wrong. It was, I was, it was jarring. Like I remember playing it and then all of a sudden I'm playing as this other character I've never seen before. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like why I didn't ask for this game. I don't think anyone asked for it, but at the same time, it's like, we're in a weird sort of entitled place where you're like, but you don't get to yeah. ask. You get what they want to give you. And that's what, what it is. What you ask for is Naughty Dog to make a game. And they did. And this is the game they made, whether you like it or not. And that's I, it. there's something about just, there's something about it where you're like, they just made the game they wanted to make. And you either like it or you don't. And I appreciate it. And playing it again, I was like, this game is f- mental. Like, no game makes me, like, emotional like The Last of Us does. It's it's wild. And it's crazy, too, because it's not like Abby is a poorly written, underdeveloped character. She's still got that level of writing, but for whatever reason, yeah, it just... I don't know. There's that strange little disappointment surrounding the game. Well, if uh, like, looking back at it, there's just an... They do an interesting thing where they... In games, you like, you play Uncharted and you're Nathan Drake and you are just mindlessly killing so many people (laughs) and then the last of us two came along and was like what we're gonna do is we're just gonna show you both sides yeah like you're gonna now realize that the people that you are killing are not just nameless enemies no ones you've even got npc enemies like screaming out the name of their friends and just being shot and killed and it kind of adds weight to what you're doing Mm. and it's not just i'm playing a video game but you are like i just killed someone who's got a bunch of friends and (laughs) you're like it adds a lot more weight to the gameplay, and I it is incredible. Master, I, I've said it before, but I hope I hope we get a third one. I hope we get a part three, and then I'm ready to move on. But I'd like uh, one more. I do too, but I would I would like to see something different first because well, uh, we probably then it's gonna be oh sorry because then we're gonna have the Last of Us. So we'll have like the Last of Us Part Two. We're gonna have the Last of Us Part One on PS Five yeah. the remake, and then we have factions at some point potentially next year. And then you're like, okay, well now we've spent. Five years on The Last of Us, and I'm ready mm. to just see something different. Not Uncharted. I'd want to see a new IP, but then after that, we come back and we visit part 
three. And then we have Uncharted just coming back in full force. And that's what I would love to see. See, I think I'm all right. I, I think I could go Uncharted reboot and then we go to part three. And I'd be pretty happy with that. No, nah, I want someone new. I, I think Naughty Dog is... I, I Obviously, they're the biggest hits that PlayStation has, but I want Naughty Dog to branch out and just try something different. Honestly, like if they mixed up genres just to do something different, I would just be interested to see what they can do. That's where it gets dicey because they are not a mix-up genre studio. Like This is what they, they used do to do now. Jack and Daxter. No, they didn't. I mean, they did, but those people do not work there anymore. Well, I think now that, no- now that Naughty Dog has essentially what it seems like is two to three teams working, mm. I don't see why they couldn't. I think they could definitely they have could. a team working on something different then have a team continuing on the the namestays of The Last of Us and Uncharted. And yeah, whatnot. I just think so, they've been anyway. hiring and gearing towards a very specific type of game for more than a decade now, and that is what they do. They're the best of that. They could shift, but they won't be the best anymore. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. I, I think they just have this. I think the the way that they make games is very unique, and I think that they could still do something pretty special if they mix it up. So we'll see. Yes, we will see. Number three for Kale, Divinity Original Sin Two, Larian Studios. Now I knew it was going to be on here. I was waiting for it. Yeah, this is my rarest platinum. You were talking about yours a little earlier. Yeah, I think Uncharted Two is my rarest platinum at like a two percent. I think. Yeah, this is a zero point one percent. My uh. Original yeah, Sin it takes 2. takes 400 hours and seven playthroughs. It actually didn't. It took me about 100 hours. But <laughs> it was it was a lot of work. Uh, this is the final form of Baldur's Gate 2. They've, this is the end. This is the furthest evolution of what we have here. And it's incredible. There's too much to this game to go into, like, just from the combat, you know, what it is. It's just the story it tells. And again, it does that scale that I think I really like like Baldur's Gate you start at level 1 you end up at level 20 you're fighting gods it's like a whole thing Divinity is about you becoming a god and it's it's crazy how they like show it <laughs> like, yeah and it also seems to do that thing it's maybe a little bit different than Baldur's Gate that you were explaining before but you start on like a small little island because you're captured yeah. and you have to kind of get off it and then once you're off it you're in like then you're yeah. like, getting through it all it's not a perfect game, but it's one of the best written. There's so much to it. There's so many different ways to go about it. It's more open-ended than basically anything else I have on my list except Crusader Kings. Like, There's so, so many different ways you can play it. And again, the way these universes fucking work. Now Larian Studios, who is the best at making CRPGs, is making Baldur's Gate 3. How the fuck does that happen? That's like such a weird universe where that <laughs> worked out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're in just such different worlds because I definitely, I, I gave it a red hot crack and I just, I don't have the mindset for a CRPG. I've, mm. I've, I figured it out. I don't have it. Like I was playing it. And I got trapped in some dungeon and then I got into a fight in the dungeon and I got absolutely rinsed. And then I, I don't know, something happened. I think I beat it and then I fucked up my save yeah. And I had to go back and do it again and got rinsed. And I was like, how did I beat it the first time? Like, yeah. I don't understand. And it just kind of broke me and I just, I fell off it inevitably. But I think I- for, for me, it's specifically, it combines the complexity and depth of a role-playing game, but adds in strategy, which is my second favorite genre. So the CRPG kind of combines them both because there's a strategy to 
setting up your party and like what they're using and their abilities and that is the crack for me. That is what I want in my veins. Mm, Deep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's look, it's probably a good thing that our lists are so wildly different in that like by the end of this we could probably just merge our lists and have like one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five, yeah. five. <laughs> and it's probably a pretty decent list to cover a lot of bases. But coming in. At number three, we're in the top three, people. So now this is the stuff you've really got to pay attention to. Coming in at number three, Final Fantasy X. Yeah, right. HD, obviously. HD, of course. Obviously. Of course. Uh, unfortunately, didn't have the some of the nice quality of life features that 8 Remaster does. I guess it's... Because it actually came out a fair while ago now, didn't it? I uh, had it on yeah, Vita. It did. What was it? It came out in 2015 was the, the 1010 HD Remaster. Seven uh, years but originally, ago. originally coming out in... It, I didn't realize, but it came out in North America and Australia at different times. Uh, North America was 2001 in December and May 17th, 2002 for Australia. Makes right, sense, this, is, yeah. this game is on here. Look, it, it's maybe not the best game that's ever been made, but a lot of what it is is that it is just a nostalgic game for me and it holds yeah. so much nostalgic value that... It is, it's got to be up there. Like, I, I will never forget sitting in a science class with my friend Matt, and he had a PlayStation, like, lifestyle magazine or something, and it was giving us a four-page spread on this game before it came out, and I just was so excited for it. And I remember it <laughs> finally got here, and you see the first sequence, the cinematic with Oren in Zanakind oh, yeah. and Ramstein is playing, and you're like, fuck yeah, like, this is <laughs> going to be fucking sick. Uh, and it took oh. me 20 years to beat it, and I finally beat it. And that's why I wanted to highlight that you haven't beaten Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have that moment. I'm going to yeah. have it. Except mine was earlier than that. Final Fantasy VIII came out in yeah. 99, I think. It's... I didn't. I didn't. Ha- I had it in Game Boy. I was playing Pokemon. Just consider that, by the way. Like, Final Fantasy VII came out in 97. Two years later, it was eight, And then another, what? I guess it was a year later they did nine, and then ten was just the year after that. What well, was was nine two thousand ninety nine? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because this was in in Japan. This came out in July two thousand and one. They used to get games out in a year, and they were good. Yeah, games. that's fucking in, insane. Uh, but I guess <laughs> you just don't spend so much time on graphics and shit. But know. these were groundbreaking games, like two, uh, ten. That's true. But even that still, was... like you, it's just not the same level of detail. So it's not the same level of like. I remember when Final Time, Fantasy you know? X was the best-looking video game I'd ever oh, seen. Easily. Dude, Those I, I will never forget watching those cutscenes being like, it's real. Yeah. This, <laughs> Look at his This hair. is as close... I was like, this is as close to real as I've ever seen. Like, I can't believe I'm looking at this on my CRT TV. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I think I played oh, that on a PS2 that we bought for the family, uh, like, because it yep. was a DVD player, but... I think we got it for my sister mostly, and so it was hot pink. I had a hot pink little, little PS2. Yeah, I think this was me and me and friend of the show Sean played this together. Like I just remember sitting in his room and we would play this together. And we were so bad at it. Like it's, I go back, <laughs> we got stuck. Like I think at the time his sister's boyfriend uh, was was also playing it and loving it, and we got stuck on the Sin Spawn. Yeah, uh, Wait, when you're start? on the. T- yeah, uh, nearish to the start. Not not really the start-start, but when you're on the cliffs and you meet Seymour for the first time and they're doing not- the big thing and then Sin comes and just wrecks everyone and then you've oh, got to move yeah, on the, to yeah, like yeah. Makalania Temple the and stuff. Operation Meehan. 
That's the one. That's yeah, the yeah. one. And so you're just on the cliffs and that sin spawn rolls up and it's got the head, it's got the arms that are blocking itself. And we just couldn't beat it. Like we were getting absolutely fucked by this thing. And then uh, I think Luke was there one day and we mentioned it to him and he was, we were like, can you do this for us? And he was like, yes. And then he came and just beat it first go. We were like, God Who damn are it. And <laughs> it's it going back and playing it and realizing how easy it is. Like, I don't think it attacked me when I played at this playthrough. I was so overpowered. Yeah. And it just made me think, I was like, oh, I was just such a dumb kid. I didn't, I couldn't think enough to win that. Yeah. But now I'm a grown up and I'm smarter. And I could beat that game. Take that, 11 year old Govinda, you dick. <laughs> 12 year old. Idiot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy X HD Square Enix. What a good time. I will say on that note, I've never beaten 10. I've gotten right to the end as well. Part of me, I would love to be able to play through 10 too. And actually, because I've never looked up what happens. And I kind of want the closure to that story. I don't know. Can I be honest? I, I was very close to just starting 10 too after I finished 10. I yeah. was very close just to kicking it off. Because I also don't know. And I think I I poo-pooed that game almost immediately upon booting it oh, up for the first time. horrendous. Like this, the... I- the difference in tone? The difference in tone, I think, is the big thing. The whole costume change thing. The new character, mm. was it Fang? What was the character they Pain. introduced? Pain. Fang's 13. I I just didn't... It did not... It didn't sit well with me. I didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, why am I changing clothes in a battle? Like, what's they, that was. Happening? I read about it. They wanted to go for a like a J-pop aesthetic. They wanted it to be more about like fun because the world is safer now it's like a calmer yeah, happier more place and, and they should be having fun rather than being super sad the i maintain 10 2 has the best of the final fantasy turn-based combat it's better than 10 it's better than eight it's just fast and fluid and awesome and yeah, so maybe i should maybe i should give it a go but <laughs> it's so annoying as well like the characters are so dumb like the villains it's just a, are, like, it is it's a joke. It is too j-pop it is that is what it is because i'm oh. not a k-pop j-pop kind of person at all and i think when i first played it, it was so jarring and so different to final fantasy 10 and i was like what like it kind of goes back to when we were talking about the seven remaster going to like if they change the combat system in the next or the remake sorry seven remake if they change the combat system in the next game how f- jarring that would be yeah and i think that's kind of what happened here is i I had played Final Fantasy X and then I played ten two, kind of expecting a similar thing and not looking mm. into it. And then just being like, what? What the actual fuck am I playing right now? It's so maybe look, maybe it is worth going back. And you are right. I would like the closure on that story. I don't yeah. know what happens at it's, all. It's legitimately a tantalizing prospect. And I'll never look it up because I like to keep that option yeah. open. Just I, I kind of like to think of it as... Because like, my thing is, for Final Fantasy, if I pretend ten two doesn't exist, Final Fantasy ten is almost just like this kind of tragedy story that is just yeah, it's it not is happy. what it is, and yeah, it's not a happy it's it, it's a happy ending for the world, but it's not a happy ending necessarily for the characters, and I kind of like that. Yeah, no, it's not often you just get kind of a melancholy. Yeah, story. like it's just um, <laughs> oh, okay, but, oh, ooh, I guess that, that's, <laughs> that's devastating. It. Uh, so it, it's almost like a I want to see the end of it, but I also don't want it to be ruined. Mm. Mm. You know, so it is a you're playing with a, a dice edge, but I will say that there's there's a couple of games. Uh, funnily enough, like Square Enix games, uh, like Final Fantasy X and like Kingdom Hearts, the original Kingdom Hearts, where the music is like, as soon as I hear it, it just takes me back. I get like emotional yeah. and I get taken back. <laughs> like if I hear the song "Simple and Clean" 
I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) what a good game. Kyrie, Kyrie, Riku. (laughs) Like, what a good time. What a good time. Anyway, that's my number three, Final Fantasy X. Speaking of a good time, my number two is Persona 5 Royal. We already talked about it. We did. Back to maybe you. if I if I'd played Royal, <laughs> maybe I'd played Royal, I would have put that up higher. No, look, we can you can talk about it. Like we did talk no, about I the differences a little bit it. already, but we kind of did. I, look, there's just not enough time in my life, and I shouldn't have bought a PC, and I shouldn't have started playing Tarkov because there's just not enough time to play all the things I want to play. I just need to get rich and not work anymore. Thoughts? That's the dream. But here's <laughs> I, I maintain I can feel in my bones something is going to happen where all our PS4 and PS5 games are going to be available portably, whether it's a device or, like, streaming gets to a point where I can just, you know... I'm you gonna, can. Yeah, you already can, but, like, it's not perfect. And ideally... It's I'd, not perfect, but it's... Oh, okay. It's so pretty I was playing, good. I was playing Yakuza Like a Dragon on my iPad with a PS5 mm. controller, just, on like, streaming it. Not at home, like, different networks. And... As long as you've got decent uploads at home, like I honestly was noticing a very, very minimal input lag. And for a turn based kind of game like it's Persona, not an issue. Th- it's not really an issue. For me, yeah, I don't know. I'd just rather a dedicated handheld. But what I'm trying no, to say is I, like... I, for weeks, I've been saying Vita 2, dude. I want Vita 2. And I, I'm hopeful that there's something happening. I think like for you, this would be such an incredible thing if you're like traveling to start yeah. Persona 5 Royal. Like that's Oh, that's what I mean. That's times. why I was saying as soon as if this was a Vita 2 and they port Persona 5 Royal to it, easy easy day one, like I'll buy it again and you I see, will that's, that's the dream. Oh, I'll not the, even buy it again. Yeah, you get the Vita 2, you already have it on yeah. PS5. Well, that's, I don't, you do, but same thing. Same difference. I don't have Royal. I just would be playing your Royal version. You don't have right. Royal. Transferring. We win. <laughs> Take that Sony, you dickheads. All right, coming in at my number two, Red Dead Redemption 2 by Rockstar San Diego. Isn't it amazing that, yeah, I circled that one too. I thought about it and I was like, you know what? But continue. So we talked about like Forbidden West and to like a lesser extent, what was the other one we were talking about where the the settlements feel alive? Uh, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, where the the settlements feel alive, but no one has come close to what they have done in Red Dead Redemption 2. It's true. The the world building in that game, the way you're interacting with NPCs that really have no relevance to the story at all, but just are just alive and there and doing things is incredible. Like you can see a guy in the street who's drunk in the middle of the day and he asks for directions to his house and you, you show him directions to the house, but it's just to a stable and a horse kicks him in the head and he dies. Like just... Why was that there? It was just there because they wanted you to have an interesting interaction in a living town. And this game is honestly incredible. And it makes me very sad that I'm not going to get a PS5 port of this with 60 frames. Like, yeah. It makes me real sad. I think it's one of the best games ever made. And I am shook that they are just kind of leaving it alone. Yeah. And I don't think we'll get another Red Dead Redemption game because it's interesting. Like, I think. Red Dead Redemption 2 sold like I don't know tens of millions of copies. That's not enough to Rockstar. Like they're in the yeah. they're in the business of 100 million copies yeah. sold. Like so I don't think we ever get another one. Yeah, so it sold 44 million copies, which for any game <laughs> ever made in the history of the world other than GTA, that is a gangbuster success. Like out of this world astronomical success. 
But yeah, you are right. They are not in the. If it's not triple digit millions, they're disappointed probably. Not a single title on my list, I think, has sold that many copies. Not a single one. I don't think. No, I don't think anything other than Red Dead has sold that many copies on my list. Elden Ring's at what twenty million at the moment. And yeah, that is considered a astronomical success. Yeah, Mass Effect probably is sitting around the twenty million too. I'd imagine. I don't know. I'm ballparking that one completely. Uncharted, I don't even think it's probably maybe ten. Nah. Yeah, probably less than that. It's uh, for two. Probably Uncharted two is probably even less than that. Like yeah, so it it's sad because I think for me, Red Dead Redemption is a more grounded. It's still fun and got the humor and stuff there, but it's a more grounded world. It is a amazingly realized and deep world if you want to find the things you want to find and it's kind of sad to me that they're going to lean more into these zany wacky grand theft auto games and they will something like this because i think this was a again just like another one of those kind of tragic stories that was yeah very compelling sad. the whole way through like it's um yeah honestly what, one of my favorite games of all time i'd say i think it stands out too because of its confidence like there are not many people like cowboys aren't inherently cool anymore <laughs> not anymore not anymore no. they go through cycles of it but not anymore but they certainly just went with it and i'll never forget like your camp throughout the game like you come back and all the characters are there and they're just the fucking confidence of the amount and length of conversations that are just happening there all the yeah. time and you can miss them all but if you like actually watch like dutch sit down and talk shit to fucking Whoever. I'm blanking on names <laughs> right now. But like, you know, uh what, what's the, Yeah, I'm thinking like like some of the women, they're like playing a poker game. And I remember just like walking over and like they're just talking shit the whole time. Yeah. Like and it's just it could be five, ten minutes and you could just walk away. But if you sit there and listen to it and you can even sit down sometimes and like they'll talk to you and Arthur will like get involved like it's 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 very impressive yeah and they leaned into the immersion side of things so hard like if you compare this but, to red dead the original red dead yeah they leaned into it being immersive so hard and like people hated the fast travel system where you had to go to a train and you had to do this stuff but I, I loved it i was like you you can't just teleport for me it wasn't far enough i needed it a little further i wanted like full survival sim i wanted like the horse breaking in mechanic to be more involved there would be more yeah. to it like yeah, yeah but it's so close to what i want well i was gonna say like because i'm not gonna get this on ps5 at 60 i'm like i'm probably gonna buy this on pc and i'm sure yeah. there's mods that are gonna give you that survival sim that you want there isn't i told you i i look every now and then there just hasn't been no i haven't checked recently but yeah yeah fair well i yeah i just what a game and i it will go down as one of my favorites i think i again another game i spent hundred-ish hours in I just I do want to go back and I've been waiting for this I literally told you I played the first the first section of the game which is pretty slow arguably like mm. a little bit too slow maybe where you're in the snow and whatever and I played through it just so that when a PS5 version came out I was just ready to go yeah you don't have to do the whole thing again so it's sad that if I get on PC I have to do that all again but hey it is what it is, is, is. <laughs> alright now I guess we get to the big boys number one Govinda number one PlayStation, video game, PS4, PS5, game, for Kale, of all time. It is Disco Elysium by, I've never known how to say it, Zaum or Zorm Studio. <laughs> uh, Disco Elysium is, it's the best written game I've ever played. It's funny, mm. it's made mm -hmm. me laugh, cry, and a true sense of awe 
which I don't think video games can pull off. There was a moment in Divinity Original Sin 2 that did this too, where like I almost had to put the controller down. I couldn't believe what was happening in front of me, and I even have goosebumps right now thinking about it. Like those kind of moments, and it's just done. Again, it's a CRPG like I like, but there's no combat in it. There's one fight. (laughs) There's one fight at the end, and even it is like unlike anything I've ever seen in in a video game. Like it's yeah, you, the only have, combat in that game is a combat of wits. You the combat in this, and this is I guess it's a spoiler, but the whole game is building towards it. There is a showdown, and it plays out in the way that conversations do, and it's so masterful because that's all you've done throughout the whole game. So yeah. you are ready. And you're making decisions, but it's in the dialogue. It's just insane. Like, so, I mean, it's a, a combat of wits. The whole game is a combat of wits. This is a game in which you can debate race with a, a black supremacist. You can do speed with a uh, street kid. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can go searching for mythical beasts. You can become a communist. There's just insane depth here. And it's also so, so sad. When you get to the bottom of the mystery, like the whole thing is you play a man who drank so much that he can't even remember who he is. And obviously, for someone to do that, there's got to be a, a reason. And it's just so rough. <laughs> like, And it only gets sadder and more depressing. And again, it's built on top of like one of the most fascinating worlds. You know, it's in the backdrop of a failed communist revolution. And, you know, it's sort of like this old world, new world situation. But you're also like in a district no one cares about and what you do doesn't ultimately matter. And then you have fucking Kim, Kim Kitsuragi, who might be the greatest <laughs> companion ever. <laughs> Can't even put it into words. And it's a thing where like most people will never play this game. Like it's oh, just... yeah, it's a very, very specific kind of game. Yeah. If you don't like it, you're probably not going to like it. You know, And it's better now than ever. Like now they've added... There were whole stretches where it was just reading, but now that yeah. everything is fully voiced, even the which narrate, is super like, incredible because it's constantly just text, and it is impressive that it's voiced. This is so good that the guy that wrote it, uh, I believe they're, I can't remember off the top of my head, they're Eastern European. He wrote a book, and I'm waiting for it to be translated in English. I've been waiting for two years. I've never wanted to read a book more. It's set in this world, and. That's how good it is, <laughs> that I want this foreign language book to be translated into English so I can get a little bit more, just a little bit more. But this is this is the new benchmark for me. And yeah, I'm very excited to see what they do next. It really cements you into the world of computer nerds. And yeah. I respect you for just leaning into it, you know. I can't believe it came. To, I mean, I can, but I played this on PC initially. It came to PlayStation like two years later. Oh yeah, I, I again. We we know my sordid tale with this game, and mm. maybe I'll forget about the pain and st- play it again at some point. But <laughs> the pain is real still. I just can't even like the concept of you, the different parts of your brain being RPG mechanics, and also like we we're talking about earlier, unreliable narrators, like the aggressive part of your brain telling you you can take this guy in a fight, but you can't. <laughs> but it it's so like fucking machismo and like you start to believe it because you're like well what? <laughs> you know i can do this shit it's yeah and then just the lucky dice rolls you get where you're just like you shouldn't have gotten that and you somehow pull it off and the way they like 
there are entirely different playthroughs just depending on what stats you boost. Like, your fucking, um... can't even remember what it's called, but it's, like, your ability to, like, delude yourself. You can have a whole subplot where you, like, are talking to your tie. Your tie becomes, like, sort of a Jesus-like figure that guides you. <laughs> and if you follow it, if you, like, believe in the tie enough, it can be used in the final fight. There is a payoff for... For being so deluded, so drug addled that you think an inanimate object is real. Yeah, you can use it to get a different ending. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Which is almost uh. like, funnily enough, it's like a Fallout thing. Where like in the old Fallouts, if you set your intelligence to one, you can't speak intelligibly. And that is reflected in the dialogue. Like you just can't proceed with quests because people are like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like you just, you're a dribbling lunatic. I didn't know that. Isn't that the original yeah. Fallout? Yeah, I think in the first yeah, two, it was like that. Cool. Oh. I, that. I like that. But anyway, Disco Elysium, my favorite game of all time. All right, all right. Well, now it is time for my number one, the best PS4, PS5 game that you could play. And this is not a this is not a PC game that you just play on a controller and you're reading <laughs> a lot of stuff. It's not a graphic fucking novel that they put on a screen and all of a sudden mm. they're calling it a game. This is a fucking game, Kale. This is a Here fucking we go. game. I already know what it is, too. Play. I don't give a shit if you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is because you know it is the true number one mm. PS4, PS5 game. And that is 2018, Sony Santa Monica's God of War. I just knew it. I just this absolutely knew it. Is pristine it is a perfected masterpiece of gameplay mm. world design character and story encompassed in a <laughs> beautiful package it is a beautiful, beautiful package beautiful package and i i just can't get over not only how well the gameplay like the gameplay is incredible because god of war historically you're swinging the little blades and sure they still exist in this game but Spoilers. it is all about that leviathan axe yeah Dude, the sequel comes out in like two months. If you haven't, if you haven't played it, you're gonna start the game with it. So, oh wait, you're gonna shit. give me, you're gonna give me shit for spoiling the plot of the original Final Fantasy VII, and now you're gonna be like, oh, God of War, twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's not the plot. I didn't spoil the plot. It's one weapon. Okay, everyone, settle uh. the fuck down. Easily my favorite game from PlayStation Four, and I haven't seen it beaten by anything at this point. And I just was in. Speaking of a game where you're in awe, mm. constantly throughout this game was just in awe of it in design and everything, every little element. And this was a like going back and having to fight all the Valkyries and do all that just to get the platinum was a whole whole nother quest of its own. And that was yeah. brutal. The the world serpent and just what a game. And it's crazy that they've gone from this character that was nothing but just yelling at everyone and screaming and killing to an actual character that had depth and while he was still angry at the world yeah. and everything, you still see a diff- completely different side of it. And it's ah, so good. I'm excited for the next one. Probably the greatest relaunch of a franchise Yeah, like ever. the greatest reboot ever. Yeah, sure. like it's just now people actually care. I never cared about God of War. Like, never. Like... I pl- like I played God of War three and a little bit of I think God of War one and stuff and like they're they're fine games they're still good and the gameplay mm. was still that was the highlight of those games was the gameplay yeah uh, I don't know if you remember this but like I got stuck on the God of War three final boss and then you came and you beat it like first go and I was actually kind of salty on that 
I don't. I actually don't remember it. I don't guess remember I that? we were living like together, that. and I got stuck with the last boss, and I was like, "Damn, I can't beat it." And you were like, "Give us go." I was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll give him a go." And then you beat it, and I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> That's right. That's I literally don't remember that. <laughs> uh, but just the like, it, it is funny that two of Sony's biggest studios did this kind of like grown up and child dynamic. Yeah, and they both do them similarly but different. And God of War is just incredible. And when you get to the end of that, and it kind of does the ultimate reveal and you get yeah. to that top of that mountain. It's very impressive. And I will never forget. I can't really explain it without kind of spoiling a little bit. Yeah. Of it. But you know that, you, you know, at the end where you see all the giants. Yeah. I've got this screenshot on my PS4 of like one of the hands hold up from the clouds. And I took a screenshot of it and I made it my background and it perfectly pointed to the game that I was focusing on. Yeah. And it was the best background I've ever done. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the best. It makes me sad that PlayStation 5 has no themes or backgrounds or anything that you can That do. is annoying. That Feels is like a little bit of a miss there. But yeah, God of War, I I can't even deal with how good it is. Like It did Brock and Sindri, oh, what a good time. I love the way like Atreus gets like he is a burden at the start. Yeah. But by the end yeah. of it, he's pulling his weight and he's like kicking the shit out of stuff in his own right. And they do such a good job of like not even like you do level him up, but it's more story related. Like as things happen throughout the story. And just he the way gets... that they incorporate him into combat. Like, you, not like sure, he's passive. Like, you can not touch him at all and not do anything. But at the same time, like, you can hit a button and he will shoot the enemy that you are fighting or an enemy that you're not fighting and yeah. stun them to stop them from hitting you. Like, they really do a good job. Whereas, like, with The Last of Us, like, in the first one, Ellie's so passive. You can't really tell her to do anything. She's just there. Yeah. She does what she does, and that's awesome. But in this, they make him an active player that you are controlling to some extent, which is really cool. Yeah. And just the the reinvention of Norse mythology. Like, the fucking... The elves in it are so wild as, like, those yeah. crazy insect almost kind of things. And Yeah, look, and, like, they do a good job of building a world that you can explore and you're finding things and you can kind of side quest a little bit and do other things. I, I guess the... Having to go to the... What is it? What's the bit where you you do fast travel to different realms? Oh, like the um Yggdrasil. Oh, the the, Yggdrasil. the Bifrost, or is that? Maybe, how you... I think it's the Bifrost. I think it's the Bifrost. Yeah. And that is a little bit. That is a little painfully slow sometimes. Where I'm like, okay, yeah. just <laughs> get me where I gotta go. I don't want to wait for this whole thing to turn and do whatever. Designed but... before we had SSD loading. You had yeah, to be... true. They had to load yeah. the game somehow. But even that is a testament where they've. On a PS4 with a mechanical hard drive, there is no loading in this game. Like, visibly. It would be interesting to see how this plays on a PS5 and if those sections are shorter. That would be interesting to see. Pro- I feel like they're probably not. Because you still have to mm. wait for... Because you have to wait for the... You have to wait for it to line up. And so I feel like the turning of that Bifrost kind of section... Like, it's still... Uh, it's got to turn and lock in. And I'm actually thinking of those bits where you like go to the in-between dimension and you're like walking down those pathways oh true yeah those i feel like yeah true 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 yeah probably i feel like the door might pop up earlier yeah because you're waiting for the door to spawn essentially yeah that's right yeah true maybe they wouldn't be there yeah it's so maybe you just get into the you just teleport and you're there rather than having to do the little midsection of that and there's just so much to it, like the 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 way like exploration works with your little boat. Once you get Mimir yep. and like you open up more of the lake as the water gets drained, and like that yep. opens up new. Yeah, there's so much good. So cool, shit. and and like uh, just uh, all the characters are really impressively created, and 
it's just such a good game. And I I am a little concerned about Ragnarok in that, like, I, one, we haven't seen anything, and two, that it is just the, it's the sequelitis, you know? Like, yeah. A game that good and trying to follow it up is brutal. Whereas, like, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, like, was fine, but it was a launch PS3 game, so it definitely had room to improve. And then they went to Uncharted 2, which was just such an improvement that this was to already fair, so good. To be to fair, go, there was a bit of a backlash to Uncharted 3, though. Like, where they're like, well, it's not quite as good as 2 was. Like, there was sort of that feeling well, about that's it. That's why I chose 2, because 2, uh, two is... Maybe, it's maybe probably the high water actually mark. the best, but it is the you know, high, the benchmark really for Uncharted. Yeah, I would say four, but it really requires all the rest. It's so involved with. It's true, and I also like. Obviously, two is the most stripped down, other than Drake's Fortune excluded. Two, like, two is stripped down in terms of gameplay mechanics. Like, you don't mm. have to pick, and you don't have a car, and you don't have like. You're missing a lot of actual things. Like, I can't throw a rope and swing in two. I wish you didn't have to throw a rope and swing so much in four, <laughs> but you do. <laughs> but then that's what it means. Sometimes then you get these mechanics and you're like, I feel like they overused the car a little yeah. bit. They overused the swinging and stuff. So hey, it is what it is. But yeah, God of War is my number one at this point in time. Maybe it's, yeah. it will be different tomorrow. I don't <laughs> On know this exact sure. day. <laughs> no, it's good. I think that's a good list. We've covered a lot. Um, interesting to note that I do this podcast. I work for a PlayStation website and there was not a single first-party PlayStation game on my list at all. Yeah, you pretty much just chose games on computer that are playable on PS4, but that's fine. Yeah, but I guess that's how I do it. (laughs) You do you, and that's why this works, is we have the real good games that I have in my list, and then Kale's games, which is just specifically for Kale and his list. (laughs) With the exception of Bioshock Infinite, and even then you could make an argument. They are all RPGs. Is Persona the only crossover we had it was wasn't it it was yeah that was the only one and even then it was yeah. technically different versions of it so well that's just because i hadn't played i felt it felt disingenuous to say royal when i'd never played it so uh, that is what it is but dude this went way longer than i was thinking so i I'm knew it would gonna go <laughs> all right then well let's uh, let's do this again with some different variants yeah i was we, I was saying we should do the we should do the most disappointing games of the PS4, yeah that'd be fun PS5. that would be fun because at the moment it's all sugar so yeah it's all sugar and spice and everything nice but anyway this has been episode fifty nope sorry this has been episode sixty <laughs> this has been any episode that I want it to be because this is what <laughs> we call an evergreen it doesn't matter when we post it i could post this in two years and you guys wouldn't fucking know <laughs> they would because god of war would be out Ragnarok would be out and this would all seem invalid oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway this has been episode 60 i've been me kel's been him leave us a review if you want to i think you should it's just a personal thing but i reckon you should otherwise follow us on instagram twitter at long live pod um, maybe I'll even post our lists together and take a poll yeah. and see who's better. Yeah, let's do that. Who's better list? Whose list is better? Mine. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.